there's really not a lot of meat in the Feige and Stranger Things stuff. That's just wanted to bring it Woo-hoo. up because it's happening. <laughs> yeah, you know like, what? That's cool. You know why? You know why? 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 Because it's all hype. Hype. <laughs> <laughs> you need to save that. <laughs> we need to cut that out. <laughs> that's that's. I don't know what I want to use that for, but. You could use it later in the episode when you're like Spider-Man is back in the MCU and you just cut to Andy. That's you know yeah, you know what? That's that's a sound clip for some other time for every time. Oh god, no. You do it to yourself. I want I want That is a hype that. sound clip now. That is our hype sound clip. It's going to be <laughs> I want to I kind of want to overuse it so much in this episode when I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> just to... Stranger Things four, hype, hype. yeah. Every topic we talk about, it's just gonna be hype, hype. Every headline we talk about from here on out, even if it sucks, it's gonna be hype. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You just found the cold open, Andy. Welcome to another episode of Brad Guy and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley. Hey, pipe! <laughs> Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? Andy, I, even though you got your staple, I almost feel like you stole your intro. I should have let you go first. <laughs> you made you made the cardinal error. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're switching it up a little bit this time, at least... I guess for us, not you guys. We're we're recording on a different night. I'm already a little off balance just because it's early, earlier in the week than I'm used to. Um, so we're going to try to get a little something out for you, try to get a little bit more, hopefully, regular with some of this stuff. But uh, So what we got right now, there's a few headlines to talk about. Um, we're going to try to cover them quickly to keep it moving. Uh, to help us out, I'm going to bring back our trusty 10-minute timer when we get to the topic. So if you hear the alarm go off, uh, we've hit the end and we have to move on. Just to try to rein us in a little bit, because we've been known to to go off the rails fairly quickly and often. Uh, so I got four four topics in line in lined up for this one. Um, some of them will probably be obvious if you've been following the Facebook page and, and what I've been posting. Some of these I haven't posted yet because I'm just behind on posting what I find. Uh, so we'll try to cover them and give you a rundown on what's going on. So the first and foremost. Uh, I feel like the most important one to talk about is the uh, latest development for the Sony and Disney slash Marvel uh, deal with Spider-Man. They've uh, come to an agreement, which I kind of want to toot my own horn. I think the last time the three of us talked about this, I was the only one that said that this was going to happen. You guys thought they were done. I, I should have pulled the sound clip. I didn't get that far into it to, to actually put out the proof, but I'm, I'm... Yeah, I can't remember what I said. So I'm like 90% positive. I said positive. they were done, I'll believe you. I, I do believe that Brian was the only one that said that that would happen. So. But I in the, on the reverse side of things, I think it was one of the few that said James Gunn was not coming back to the MCU after being fired. So I was wrong there. So at least I can get this win for the. For I'm pretty sure I was right about that one. Yeah, pretty I think, sure I had that one. I think you and Josh had that one at least. I don't remember who else was on that episode. But so yeah, we're we're splitting the difference here. I think you know we'll even we're even it out. 
so a few episodes ago, we talked about the uh, the breakup between Sony and Marvel and Spider-Man and stuff. I went over the timeline for that whole deal way back to like, you know, when Marvel was struggling in the 90s and how they lost the rights to Spider-Man and sold them off and stuff, which I'm not going to repeat now because we're, we're trying to keep it short. But uh, feel free to go back to that episode. You can listen to that one if you want more details and how all this went down and check it out. Um, I will try to summarize and keep it simple for now. So what we've got now, the original deal was for Sony to finance Spider-Man movies, the the solo Spider-Man movies, and then Disney and Marvel would produce them. That means Sony gets the majority of the profits, Disney Marvel were left with 5% of first dollar gross, is what was reported. Disney was apparently trying to renegotiate the terms. They wanted a bigger percentage to finance the movies, but they also wanted a bigger percentage back. Because Spider-Man is making over a billion dollars when these movies come out. So they wanted a little bit more of that pie if they are putting that much effort into making these movies. Which is understandable, but they got a little greedy. So because of that, uh, that's when Disney and Sony kind of broke up. Um, Negotiations were ongoing. Depending on what you read, uh, there's all kinds of articles that seem to differ on the percentages. Some of them were saying, uh, you know, 25% is sort of what both sides were kind of saying, but not to each other, but that's what was both being reported separately. Um, some of them were saying Disney would went as high as offering to do 50-50, and Sony, of course, did not want to do that. Um, so they kind of met in the middle, and now now it seems like 25% is the way to go. Uh, Sony was all... One of the excuses Sony kept running, too, was that Kevin Feige was way too busy to be on... to, to help produce these Spider-Man movies. So they, they were sort of laying it on his workload is a reason why that he wasn't able to do this or why they had to, to split ways like this, which is kind of full of shit. And we'll get to that later. A man who had just produced 23 movies. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more like concurrently. There's too much on his plate. I think is what they're trying to say, but still the man just keeps adding stuff to do. So again, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, the new deal that has happened now it sees Disney and Marvel having a 25% co-financing stake in the next Spider-Man solo movie, which entitles them to 25% equity stake in the film. The other bullet point that comes from the deal is that Spider-Man can appear in one other MCU film. So this is most likely some sort of team-up, uh, possibly another Avengers movie. None of this is confirmed. This is just speculation at this point. All we know is it will be another MCU movie. Uh... And so we at least get two more appearances from Tom Holland Spider-Man in the MCU. We get a solo film to finish off the trilogy, which if you've seen Far From Home is, thank God they're doing that because that was the biggest cliffhanger that we need answers to. So I'm glad that's going to happen. And then we get one more film to be determined. So we will see where that pops up. Uh, Sony and Marvel both issued a press release about the deal. I want to highlight Kevin Feige's quote because I think the wording here is interesting, which we can dive into. Uh, so Feige's quote goes, I am thrilled that Spidey's journey in the MCU will continue. And I, and all of us at Marvel studios are very excited that we get to keep working on it. Spider-Man is a powerful icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. This is the important part. He also happens to be the only hero with the superpower, superpower to cross cinematic universes. So as Sony continues to develop their own spider Spidey verse, you never know what surprises the future might hold. So we'll. I, I really want to dive into the quote, but just overall from the deal, what do you guys think? Good news, bad news? Is this? Are we on board with this? Do we like how this sounds? I'm on board with it. Um, I really want to see the trilogy 
come to fruition that uh, Foggy sort of had planned for. And, um, you know, any kind of team up with Spider-Man is going to be good. So awesome. I'd still much rather Disney just buy it from Sony and not have to deal with any of that yeah. shit at all. Yeah. But I will take this. I will definitely take this. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Sony Pictures sells Spider-Man, they pretty much have to close their doors. Um, like financially speaking, they just become defunct compared to what they so are that now. So just, just buy Sony Pictures then. Right. And I think eventually we may see that actually happen but that could be 20 years down the road you know for all we know that we don't know when that could happen i think right now sony's asking price to sell sony pictures is probably going to be astronomical because they think they're riding high off of these spider-man films off of venom off of spider-verse well I, i was discussing that with amy and saying you know at what point did marvel go into their offices and say to them like how much of that money you made off of Venom do you really think benefited from people thinking Venom might be part of the MCU? Because oh, yeah, your sure. average movie-going yeah. audience is not smart enough to know that it wasn't ahead of time. And then, you know, like, say this at the same time, like, and how much do you think the next one will make after this whole, you know, public relations fiasco we've just had here, where obviously... Now, Spider-Man and Venom are not part of the MCU. How much money do you think they're going to make? That was a definite bargaining chip I think Sony or Marvel had, whether they used it or not. Um, as far as whether or not I'm happy about it, yeah. Of course I'm happy to see Spider-Man come back. Um, my only disappointment is it's just two movies. I would have preferred to hear like they signed up. Even anything more than two, three, four, ten whatever the fuck it could be, I'd be happy. Um, another thing I, you know, like discussed with Amy today, I would be happy if they like Hugh Jackman treatment for Tom Holland, give him that treatment. He's good enough as Spider-Man. I would accept watching him as Spider-Man for the next 10 years, 15 years. Yeah. You know, let him transition from the high school Spider-Man into the, you know, 20 Spider-Man and even into the early 30s Spider-Man and, you know, I mean, maybe you eventually get we get that Jake Johnson beer gut and pizza downing Spider-Man we've seen in Spider-Verse. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, as far as Feige's quote goes, I think he leaves it vague intentionally to see, you know, maybe the Venom movies they're making start going well. And it starts to be more and more okay in his mind to include him there. Or maybe they make a different agreement where they can use a different version of Spider-Man in the MCU. But they can't use Peter Parker. Maybe Miles can show up in the MCU, but he can't show up. But Peter goes back to being full-time Sony. Maybe something like that happens. I guess that would be a wait-and-see kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'm I'm reading into it a lot more, I think. I feel like... Sony realizes they are behind the eight ball and they want to make sure that their Spider-Man movies are successful. And right now, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the most successful thing in that universe. And it's not theirs. I mean, if, you know, if he's in the MCU, it's harder to rip him out. And I think that's what they realized when the, when this shit hit the fan with this deal and the internet exploded and was yelling at Sony when technically it's, I, I still blame Disney for that. Disney wanted more money 
was asking to renegotiate stuff, I think I blame Disney for that. But Sony was the one getting the brunt of all the punishment and people yelling them yelling at them online and giving them shit that it's all because Sony's they're fault. the ones that make the subpar product, right? Like so, yeah, they were in the right in the disagreement, but they make the subpar product, so people still were going to side with the better product, right? So, but I think Feige's quote, I think we're just hearing the top end of what this deal is. We don't again same same thing that the, the when they originally made the deal to get Spider Man in the MCU in Captain America: Civil War and everything that followed. No one knew the details of when that could all go to shit. At least here, we have a finite number of movies. We know we are getting two more appearances, and then after that, we can try to brace ourselves to say goodbye from to Tom Holland's Spider-Man from the MCU. That I can live with, because I was really... The whole... When this news broke, it was basically having the rug pulled out from you, under, under for, out from under you for the Spider-Man MCU deal, which is what I was worried about the entire fucking time. So now we and have... It right. happened right after Far From Home. Right. Like, yeah. that drops in the theater. We've seen it a couple times in the theater. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, Spidey's gone. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? So, like, if, if I'm at Sony trying to get ahead of this, obviously, Sony wants Tom Holland Spider-Man. They want to use him. Sure. Now, Marvel and Kevin Feige realize that he is a big part of their universe now, too. And they're, you can't just take him from one and put him in the other. So, I think these two movies are going to be somehow used as a transition from the MCU to Sony's Spider-Verse. And I think the next thing we're going to talk about, which we'll dive into more, I think is going to be a good segue to help that help bridge the gap there. So I think could be. I Depends think on which version, but we'll get to. Yeah, that. I think I think Foggy's quote. I, I think you're right. I think it is vague and purposely to leave the door open for that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know if we're going to see immediate effects as like Tom Holland Spider Man could show up in Venom Two, which I think they're shooting now. Uh, or at least getting prepped to shoot, because that's coming out soon. Or if they're going to wait until the MCU stuff wraps up. Or, like, we don't know what other MCU movie Spider-Man will be a part of. So if Spider-Man 3 happens, and then he goes to Sony's universe somehow, and then he, is he going to pop back over to the MCU for the, the presumably team-up movie, or whatever they're planning to do? Or is it going to be two in the MCU, and then he's done, and then he's over in Sony's, and we don't see him again? Did they specifically say Tom Holland Spider-Man or Spider-Man? Uh, they said Spider-Man, but I'm assuming they go hand in hand. So I mean, that's they, me reading into it then, too. Yeah, well, I'm just spitballing. If they're talking multiverse, maybe we get the conclusion to Tom Holland Spider-Man and they throw some multiverse stuff at us for Spider-Man's other appearance in the MCU that comes after that. Possibly. Maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, we don't know how it's going to go. This is all guessing and stuff. And we sure. can, again, this is something we can compare years from now and see if any of our predictions actually lined up and were correct. That's mostly why I throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. Because <laughs> the more I throw, the more chance something's going to stick. But I do, I, I will go on record again and say that I think this is the beginning of the end for Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU. I think we're going to get two more appearances, and I think that's it. I think they give him a very nice send-off. And whatever that second movie is, and and it, we might even see the the like a tease of that in his last solo movie to set up what could happen in this next MCU movie that pushes him into Sony's universe. Just the wording of cross cinematic universes, and then he goes on to say Sony continues to develop their Spideyverse, and what surprises yeah. that might hold. So he is, 
I, and I guarantee you, they were probably asking, Sony is probably asking Kevin Feige for advice. And he, oh, yeah. He loves the character enough, I think he would give it to them, just to see good Spider-Man movies, whether he's involved or not. So I think that team is, is working on some sort of transition. That's, again, me reading into it, but that's my theory. I mean, yeah. Um, we have a minute 50 left on the clock. Anything else that you guys want to add to this? Because I feel like I could just ramble about this forever. I'll let Andy go. I've been talking a lot. Do you, do you, Andy, do you think a transition to the Sony universe is going to happen? They could uh, take... That might be the way they take Tom, Highland, Tom Highland's uh, <laughs> Spider-Man out of the MCU and put him into the Sony universe. He, he gets caught up in one of those... Uh, what do they call them? Interdimensional blobbity blahs that happened at the end of the Spider-Verse? <laughs> I like blobbity blah. It's scientific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever term they use, that's better. Just go with that. Yeah. Um, do you think it'll happen before his time in the MCU is up? Or do you think it'll happen after that? Do you think we get... I think it'll... I think... I think the last thing you see from Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the MCU is him getting sucked into some sort of vortex heading for a new okay. multiverse. Yeah, I'm thinking something similar to that, which, again, the next topic, I think, leads more into that theory for me, too. I mean, I'm going to throw this out there. Again, this is me throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks. The same cosmic force that creates the Fantastic Four thrusts Spider-Man into the multiverse. And we get the creation of the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man being pushed out of the universe at the same time in the MCU. So it's trying to, like, even itself out. Hey, you're going to yeah. miss Spider-Man, but at least you got the Fantastic Four back. Why not? Woo! <laughs> I don't know if I mean, Andy likes like... that idea. Well, I mean, if it's the Fantastic Four stick, <laughs> then it's, yeah, we don't want them. it's not going to be that. Okay. <laughs> All right, we've hit our time. All right, last call. Any any final thoughts? We're moving on. I think I don't I don't know if I ever mentioned, but yes, I do think it's good news. I think having again a finite number of Spider-Man movies is good. At least it gives us, you know, 5 years or something to prep for Spider-Man to leave. Yeah. It, it so, gives the conclusion. Yeah, and I trust them to to wrap it up. And 10 bucks says John Watts immediately comes back for Spider-Man 3. Oh, yeah, now? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so another Spider-Man news. Uh, Collider is saying that Sony is developing a Madam Web movie. So with it's their same writers, Matt Sazuma and Burke Sharpless. It's the same writing duo that is working on the upcoming Morbius movie for Sony with Jared Leto. Uh, I would like to add some of this other some other work of this writing duos that IMDb had listed: Dracula Untold, The Last Witch Hunter, Gods Ooh. of Egypt, Ooh. and they are two of the three creators listed for Netflix Lost in Space series, which I actually enjoyed. So that okay. is a, so that is a redeeming one... factor for me. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that because the the captain from Black Sails is in that. I think I enjoyed that I've series. Never a watched lot. Black Sails, but Lost in Space was good. Yeah. So, and the fact that they were the creators for that show and not just writers means they yeah. have a bigger hand in Lost in Space than probably everything else under their, like the other three movies I just mentioned. So, 
with that being said, I think I'm actually looking forward to this a little bit more. Just if if they have well, a little bit more creative control, maybe. Didn't really create loss in space. They just sort of took what was already there and sort of did the right. A lot I think different. I think quote unquote creators is basically like showrunners for this version uh, of the series. Okay. And it's a lot different than old Lost in Space. Okay. Yeah, if you're it curious about it, I'd, I'd I'd recommend checking it out. I did enjoy yeah. it a lot. It's not what you're expecting necessarily. Yeah, because uh, Gods of Egypt, uh, <laughs> Last Witch Hunter was uh, what was the other one? Dracula Untold. Oh, I never saw all of that, but I eh. actually that one. I've heard that was okay. I'm going to say is half decent. I was actually hoping they were going to start their monster verse from there. And then they okay. canned the idea of that being the start of the monster verse and went for Tom Cruise's mummy, which I guess <laughs> they now have also canned as being the start of the monster verse. I mean, yeah. did you see that movie? <laughs> yes, I've seen the movie. I've seen them both. And Dracula Untold, actually really not that bad. Luke Evans makes a really awesome Dracula. Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he would. I mean, but... Yikes. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that list of three movies is like a train teetering on the tracks ready to crash, and then yeah. they kind of landed with Lost in Space and got it righted. One one thing I'll give all of those movies, though, uh, all of them had very good special effects. Which had nothing to do with the writers. Correct. <laughs> yeah, they were writers. They were. Yeah, like that's. Yeah. And we don't know how Morbius is going to turn out, so, you know, the jury's still out there. They're basing an entire movie off a of Morbius. I, um... <laughs> I hope he's. I hope he's totally emo. It's gonna be great. <laughs> God, we already got Jared Leto's emo Joker. Yeah, throw it in emo He's Morbius. So Let's do it. Let's Why do not? it. Rock it. Like honestly, Morbius is not a character I have ever cared that much about. No, this is I not Craven. This is not. That's the movie they should be fucking making if they wanted to make a high quality top-end movie that people really want to go and see that would really interest people. Make a fucking Craven movie. Yeah. M- Morbius, it just reeks of failure. Yeah, I don't know who pitched that idea or if it's just like, hey, we can get Jared Leto for this, so let's do it. Because it's Jared Leto. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that was do you, the... Do you, do you think Jared Leto is like like thinking to himself, like, why the fuck did my agent make me do this? He's, he's trying to come back from the Joker. <laughs> oh. Which I don't think this is the role to do it, but, you know, I don't yeah. know. Well, especially given, like, how great the previous Joker was and how seemingly great, supposedly, the next Joker is. Even if I don't like Joaquin Phoenix, it's hard to ignore all the awards the film has already gotten. Oh, it's winning all kinds of awards already, and it's not even out yet. Right. Like, it, it's hard to ignore that. So you've got Jared Leto squeezed in, to, in between these two incredible performances of the Joker. Yeah, I would be trying to distance myself too, but I don't think wearing white face makeup in another role is the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know. Um, but to the Madam Web movie. Yeah, um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know much about this character from the comics. I remember Madam Web from the animated series from the 90s. Yeah, and that's where she gets, like, the multiverse powers. And, and if I, I can tell you. She was was she the one responsible in the in the animated series? Was she the one responsible for transporting Spider-Man through dimensions that sent him to Secret Wars, like that story arc? Because I'm pretty sure it, she was at least involved for the Spider-Verse story arc that they did for the animated series. For the animated series to send him to Secret Wars, yeah, she was. She popped um, up in the show. This is what I remember. If I'm hopefully I'm getting this right, she popped up in the show. 
she started visiting Peter Parker Spider-Man and telling him sh that she was training him for something, like making sure he's good and ready for whatever's coming. And then after so many episodes, he, she eventually felt like it was time. And then she transported him to... Maybe I'm mixing them both together because now I feel yeah, like I think this could have been the Secret Wars one. Or the, because the... I feel like I feel like that version of Spider-Man was fighting Carnage. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been or, so well, not that that version, it. but like that, like that storyline was was something to do with Carnage. I don't really. Recall. Yeah, because they were. Because I remember them teaming up with like different versions of Spider-Man at the end, and I thought that was Madam Web, like kind of picking him out and and pulling all these Spider-Man from different universes so they could team up against something to fight. That was, I thought, how like the series ended. But wasn't that like Carnage? Like I, see, I don't remember the what multiverse the multiverse or something. Maybe. I mean, I honestly don't remember what they were fighting. I just remember them being together. I, I mean, I honestly would have to look it up to remember exactly. The only, like off the top of my head, the only stuff I really remember about Madame Web is from the comics. Okay, so you have a different. Uh... Well, like I have that base from the animated series, that little bit you're talking about. Like I remember she had much more strong powers, right? on that show than she did in the comics. I remember that bit. Because she was almost like clairvoyant stuff, too. Well, she had clairvoyance and all that, but the reality warping powers she had in the in the show were not part of the comics. Okay. So they could, um, I guess, she take was whichever a, one they wanted to, to use for here. Well, in the comics, she was a mutant. And she was like... That's why I have, like, some recollection. Because, you know, me and the X-Men and the mutants and everything, I done a lot of that reading and she was a big part of the house of m storyline okay um and she was really just kind of a telepath you know what i mean like it was a telepath oracle kind of character is what she portrayed in the comics at that it, at that point that's the most of what i know about her is like that house of m appearance so, so is she part of the rogues gallery or is she more of a hero I feel like she was more of an ally. I don't remember him him fighting her. Well, no, he she never really fights. She's like a paraplegic. She doesn't. She can't move. Yeah, she, that's right. Like, that's I remember right. that. She's she's a cripple. With she's powers. blind too, right? She's blind. Yes. Yeah. 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 She is. So so she has like this kind of like Professor X thing going on where she can't she can use her mind but she can't use her body. But I don't necessarily remember her being good slash bad. I remember her being there. And in some roles, she might play kind of a villain. And in other roles, she might play kind of a hero. Okay. Just depending on, like, which story line you're in. But she would, like, again, she was, like, clairvoyant. So she would be kind of, like, more of an oracle type of character, if that makes sense. Where she's telling the future... But she's not really good or bad. Okay. Yeah, so I was, like, teasing it in the, when we talked about the deal. But in my mind, if they want to phase Spider-Man out of the MCU, this could be the movie to do it. Because, it, like, they like they announced this movie a couple days before the Spider-Man news broke for the deal. And I didn't even th really think twice about it. And then it got lost in the shuffle of Spider-Man coming back to the MCU. But... Just Feige's quote about crossing shared universes, and they talk about a Madam Web movie where, again, from what I remember in the cartoon, he crossed universes thanks to her in the cartoon. That this could be the exact reason why Spider Man has suddenly snapped away from the MCU after two movies. 
like my tease would be at the end of his second appearance in the MCU, she comes to talk to him to say, I've got this thing that I need your help with to do. And he disappears from the MCU and then he pops up in like Venom 3 or whatever the fuck they want to put him. Maybe. And I don't know if that's something you tease in his solo movie, like Spider-Man 3. I, I guess it just depends the timing. If they want to... Well, we don't know what other movie he's going to appear in. Right. It could be like five or six years after Spider-Man 3. So that's why I don't know if he's going to pop into Sony movies after... Back? Right. He's going he's yeah. gonna to go back and forth. It, or his first appearance could come before that Spider-Man. Possibly. Like, he could show up in Doctor Strange. He could show up in... Uh, well, I, Eternals does take place in New York. And San Francisco. Or is it just San Francisco? I can't remember. I, it, but he could show up in another movie, for all we know. It right, may it, not have to be that big event movie. Right. I mean, I assume if it's going to be his last appearance, it almost has to be the big event movie. I I still like my Fantastic Four theory. I know you're banking on that. I can. Tell. I like the idea of Fantastic Four movies replacing Avengers movies as the big titles for this set. They do have the bigger bads. I mean, I'm not saying Fantastic Four aren't going to be part of the Avengers movies. I mean, I'm saying like instead of Avengers, we get Fantastic Four, and they're the event movies. I mean, I feel like almost any one of these movies are event movies now. Well, no, I mean, like, the big, like, phase ending. But would you have other heroes in it, or just Fantastic Four? Well, not just the Fantastic Four that you normally think of has been the Fantastic Four. Like, I feel like you could still use Fantastic Four villains and just have 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 other heroes in there. I'm just saying, like, there's been other members. Oh, you mean just call the the team the Fantastic Four instead of the Avengers? Yeah. We, like, this is how we, like, you create. The coming together of the Fantastic Four in the first Fantastic Four MCU movie that's your phase-ending movie. Just like they did with the Avengers. The team came together. Sure, you had a... You you spend more time with that team personally, per se. How many people are going to get confused when they go to see a Fantastic Four movie and there's 20 characters in there? (laughs) Well, I, I, I mean... I feel like there's a reason they call it the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but they've okay, been so, more than four several times. <laughs> I'm assuming we don't have a lot of time left. I started the timer late. So oh. so according to the timer, we have four minutes. Okay. Um, what would your choice of casting for her be? For Madam Web? Yeah. I actually think it'd be really awesome and somewhat funny if they used the original Aunt May from... Raimi's movies. <laughs> Is she still alive? I assume so. I don't know. <laughs> she was pretty old in that first one. I know. Twenty some years later. I mean, I don't know. We could fact check that, but like, because um, you know, they could always you could put in some sort of line of dialogue or joke that like Spider Man, even Tom Holland Spider Man, just kind of recognizes her and she looks a little bit familiar, but he's not sure why. I just think it'd be a funny Easter egg. I don't know. That's that's the first. Immediate gut reaction pick for me. That's an interesting. I mean, I think it's a funny idea. Um, I don't know if it's the one they would go with, or if it would be like my fan casting choice. Oh, I'm sure because that would fuck everybody's brain up because no one's gonna know what universe it appears in, who's what, and what's right, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I personally, 
if I had to pick one person to play that kind of character, it's a hard choice, but my gut says Sarah Paulson. Uh, my runner-up, now that I'm just thinking about it, Helen Mirren. You're, so you're going old. Yeah. For okay. Madam Web, yes. I, I like See, I, I think you could cast a young person and make them look old. I mean, yeah, sure, that's fine. Like, that's what I was going with with Sarah Paulson. That's where I'm at with that. Like, it's... But Helen Mirren works. Sure. Andy, do you have a choice? I'm going to go Catherine Zeta-Jones. Interesting. Are you going, like, a little bit younger? She's not that young. Well, I mean, like, I feel like she's younger than (laughs) Helen Mirren. She's younger than Helen Mirren, but she's not that young. She's in her 50s. Yeah. 50 is the new 40. She's not 50. She's in her 50s. Well, still. She, she, I would say late 50s. She's married to Michael Douglas, who was like 20 years older than her, and he's old as fucking dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say she's probably pushing 60. I guess I don't, I just don't picture her with white hair. I think that's what throws me. I keep thinking she's younger than she is. You know what? Google is a friend. Oh, I was wrong. She is exactly 50. Okay. Oh, I thought she was okay. a little bit older than that. Yeah, she twenty five years. Michael Douglas is seventy five. Good for him. <laughs> I mean, that's it's that's a large gap. Seventy five to fifty. That's big. Yeah, yeah. It's quite an attractive woman. Nonetheless, yeah. Like I, I don't know. I feel like Madam Web has to be creepy, at the same time as being that neutral. She's still like she was always creepy to me. Yeah, I'm so. still I'm doubling down on Hel- Helen Mirren. I think Helen Mirren could do it. I think she could definitely. She can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Goldie. Goldie. <laughs> Glenn Close, bring Glenn Close back. <laughs> Again, you're talking Helen Mirren and Glenn Close. These those women can do anything. It doesn't matter what role you put them in; they're going to be good. Yeah. So, I'd be fine with that. Uh, so yeah, we're about at the end of our timer here, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see how this pans out. I mean. For a while there, Sony was talking about an Aunt May prequel that uh, turned her into a spy, like back when they were doing Amazing Spider-Man and stuff. So this could be right in the wheelhouse of just throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. So we don't know if so this is So Marissa Tomei is Madam Web. <laughs> no, this is when they had... Uh, I mean, it was it was during the Amazing Spider-Man when they were trying to kick off their, their universe and stuff. So it would have been uh, Sally, Sally Field. Field. Yeah. But it would have been a prequel, so it wouldn't have been Sally Field playing the character. They would have got somebody else. But still, no one wants to see a movie about Aunt May being a spy. What the fuck? That, that makes no fucking Spider-Man? sense. Yeah. Who thought of that? Fire them. I just, and if they've already been fired, hire them and fire them again. <laughs> unless, unless it's a what if episode. Probably fucking Avi Arad. Even a what if episode, I don't want to see Aunt May as a spy. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. Andy is the one and only person that wants to see this movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, Marissa Tomei. It, if well, it was well, Marissa way, Tomei, yeah. yeah well, but at the time that this watch. was being talked about, it was not her. <laughs> she was not cast. I'll watch Marissa Tomei do anything. Anything? Anything. Anything. Have you seen Two Girls, One Cup? <laughs> 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 On to the next one. Uh, <laughs> uh, next story. So... Remember when I said that uh, one of the reasons Sony gave for kind of backing out on the deal with Spider-Man was that Kevin Feige is too busy? Well, that's full of shit because Kevin Feige just signed on to produce a Star Wars movie. So that's complete bullshit. 
Um, I just thought it was kind of funny how Kevin Feige goes to Star Wars and like leaves the MCU headlines were out there and, and all this kind of crap. But literally, the only thing in the story is one quote from Alan Horn. And all the quote says is, with the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy, which is Kathleen Kennedy, is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling. Knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense to, for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. That's it. That's all we have to go on. There's no release date. There's no subject matter. We have no idea what era this takes place in. Nothing. This is it. And yet still, there is so much hope that is derived from seeing Kevin Feige attached to Star Wars. Yes. If he cares about Star Wars, even 50% as much as he cares about Marvel... I'm 100% on board with this. If you Let listen to him the interviews, he the does talk Republic. about Star Wars a lot. Don't don't you guys feel though that like they're they're almost like putting too much out there as far as planning of the Star Wars? I mean, they got the Benioff and Weiss, they got this Kevin Feige thing, they got the Ryan Johnson, I think he's got a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they got um there was one other one. I mean, there's a couple series coming to Disney Plus. We yeah. have Cassian and well, stuff. Yeah, and... I know those ones. Those those are a little different, but still, like, the, I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. We don't know that's where boring. they're going to hit because the only release yeah, dates we know of are December 2022, 24, and 26. I'm I'm excited. I'm hyped. But um... <laughs> <laughs> he's stealing your chances um, to put that in. I know. I don't know where I'm going to uh, order it. Uh, it's it's still making me a little weary of it. Yeah. So just it, it seems like there's, hey, this guy's does like every single person that does good movies, they're like, yeah, come over here, make a Star Wars movie. Let let me frame this a little bit for you as a potential possibility. They get Kevin Feige behind this to form this new Star Wars universe they want to create. The new Star Wars universe they want to create is the story that everybody's been waiting to see on live film for so long, and that's the Old Republic. So we have uh, Ryan Johnson helming a trilogy. Um, maybe we get Ryan Johnson at the lead of the Darth Revan trilogy. We get that told. But we also have Benioff and Weiss, who have two movies? Three. Or is it three? They ha- they also have three movies. Perhaps they get a hold of the Darth Bane trilogy. And perhaps we get main entries in the trilogy that tie both of those together. And Kevin Feige overseeing the connectivity in all of it. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm saying, to me, thinking about that kind of possibility. You know, it doesn't have to be those specific characters or that specific storyline but you know two separate trilogies combining themselves into one in the old republic with kevin feige at the helm that's just like a star wars wet dream for me oh, yeah I, I will say i think you're getting a little bit too ahead of yourself one because i think we have to remember feige is tied up in the mcu he has a shit ton of stuff to do for marvel i can't imagine he's going to oversee more than one movie of star wars the quote itself says Two extraordinary Movie. producers to work on a Star Wars film. One. Singular. Fair I enough. think this could be a one and done for him. Just to see if he can do it. If it becomes successful, maybe he comes back and they try to plan another, you know, two more movies, make a trilogy of it or something. But I, I think right now it's just going to be one film. 
that's that's fair enough. Um, let me dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I think those trilogies are a possibility. I just don't think Kevin Feige is going to have his hand in them. I, I mean, maybe he works with Kathleen a little bit and kind of helps her understand how to create this you know, giant universe as opposed to a three film universe, which she's creating, you know, maybe they wanted him to kind of hold her hand a little bit in creating the giant, you know, see part of that also goes against the stuff they were talking about before is like whenever they were releasing a movie every year and they tried to release solo too close to last Jedi. And then they blame the timing and overloading star Wars well, with stuff. So they were supposed to be taking a break from this stuff and like starting to put it off and delayed releases. That's why like the release dates of every other year in between the Avatar movies make sense. But that's only for three films. Like Andy mentioned, they got other sh- all kinds of films coming out. There's at least probably eight of them that are being worked on. Well, yeah, I, I would say it's important for them to end the Skywalker saga before they start inundating us with more. Right, but are we going to get a movie every year? Is it going to be every six months? How much are they going to throw at us? How quickly? Depends on what they're doing. Depends on what direction they're going, I think. If they're doing the Old Republic and they want to create a vast universe out of it, I'm down. I am down for that if that's what they want to do. I played the MMO and that was a lot of fun. So you're thinking the three movies, in Mike's world, the three movies that Benioff and Weiss are doing are Old Republic era. And Johnson. And Johnson's trilogy is also older. older I'm thinking I, if, if if I had my way, they would be doubling and tripling down on the Old Republic and creating an Old Republic Star Wars universe. They would be creating that whole universe. Yeah, see, Where, I don't know if they're going to go that big. Why? Because I, I think they have to diversify. I think that's the problem they're doing is they're they're picking... Stuff that they've done with the sequel trilogy and, the, the, well, at least the spinoffs that they're doing are still just classic trilogy era. They're trying to stay in that, like, home zone type Because of thing. they're still telling the Skywalker saga story. Right, and I'm, I get that once that, I'm not saying, I think one of the trilogies that come out, whether it's Benioff and Weiss's or Ryan Johnson's, I think will be Old Republic. I couldn't tell you which creative person is going to be in charge of, of that, but I think one of those trilogies is going to be that. But I think the other trilogy, I... I need to see Star Wars movies that are completely different from anything that I think I want to see. The Mandalorian carves out a, sure. s- a slice of Star Wars lore and stuff that I've never seen on film or stuff before. That's or the kind of stuff I want to yeah. see. I want to see like a different corner of the galaxy, completely new characters dealing with their own fucking shit and not just entrenched in the Empire or the First Order. Like space well, pirates. I think the space Old pirates. Republic opens that. Our opportunity, though, doesn't it? <laughs> like creating the an expansive universe around the old republic offers that opportunity. It doesn't have to be just the Jedi and Sith and the old republic. They still had other things going on. If you want yeah, to give republic, me the old republic people. trilogy with the Jedi and the Sith and stuff, the main trilogy, that's it. The other three movies, I will take other stuff set in that era, but I don't really care about the whole mainline story of Jedi versus Sith in another trilogy. Right, no, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at, is that it's possible if you create this gigantic universe to have a trilogy of telling the Sith, a trilogy of telling the Jedi, and then combine those for a massive epic Avenger-style show. Yeah, but you're also talking about six or seven movies for just that. I'm thinking three is enough. 
and use the other three for something else. Well, it, in my opinion, the more old at. Republic I can get, the better. I get that. That's the one everyone's clamoring for, and it's going to be funny when everybody who hated the end of Game of Thrones, they're in charge of uh, Old Republic, and it's the movie that everybody wants. I love but the end of Game of Thrones, thank you. One of the few, from what I understand. And then it's one also going to be funny yeah. if Ryan Johnson becomes in charge of it for the director that everyone now hates, is now in charge of the movie that everyone wants to see. Okay, so you're talking about the same group of trolls online that hates The Last Jedi and the yes, same the, group of trolls the, that hates the end of Game of Thrones that yes. ignore all the storyline and plot details and they're just mad because they're mad. I guess I say quote-unquote everyone, but I mean all the man babies out there that raise the most ruckus online that everyone seems to think speak for the majority of fans. I mean, honestly, it, so the the trilogy I want to see on screen the most is the Old Republic. If I had a number two to say, okay, Benioff and Weiss make most sense for the Old Republic. That The political intrigue and everything that goes on there, that makes the most sense for them. Give Ryan Johnson a Thrawn trilogy. I'd be fine with that, yes. Yeah, let him tell that story. Create your Old Republic base in those three films and then let other one-shot movies exist in the Old Republic after that. See, I also just think... There's there's time periods we haven't seen. Like they focus on original trilogy era, prequel era, and now the sequel trilogy. There are like thirty year gaps between original trilogy and sequel trilogy where you could tell stories in there. Mandalorian is starting to do that. Live action Ahsoka movie. Yes, something like that would be fucking fantastic. Oh my god. The the gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. There's some storytelling there. I think there can be more. I still want my Vader as the Terminator hunting Jedi down as a movie. I think that would be fucking amazing. Um, and then the gap between the old Republic and, uh, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. You got all kinds of stuff in there where you could easily just make whatever the hell you want. I think that's what 10,000 years that you're talking about. Probably. Yeah. Like the birth of Anakin and the fall of the old, or like, I mean, old Republic will give you enough freedom too, because you could just make whatever the hell you want. You have no frame of reference 10,000 years ago. Just make and create whatever you want. The only thing we have in canon about the Old Republic is that Darth Bane existed because there of the, him appearing in the Clone Wars. That's the only thing current canon that we technically have. Yeah. They haven't touched it. So, do you think any of these release dates that we have right now, December 2022, 24, 26, do you think any of them will be whatever film Feige's working on? Or do you think it's going to be a complete, just part of the trilogy of somebody's that they're making? I think it'll be Ryan Johnson's. You think Ryan Johnson's not Benioff and Weiss's trilogy? Because he was signed on to it sooner than they were. That's true. However, I think... I don't even think he's actually started working on it very much. Ryan Johnson's been doing his own type of thing. I I feel yeah, like I thought I... Knives out coming out. Right. And I thought I read that Benioff and Weiss's trilogy was getting priority over his. I and Plus, if I was Disney... I would be a little bit gun shy of putting Ryan Johnson right back out there again with more Star Wars after the Last Jedi. I'd almost no, that's true. want a little bit more Star Wars to give him a buffer. FYI, Last Jedi fucking ruled. I yeah, I still really like that one too. It, and I've seen a lot of people. Of... I I do want to just comment too. I've seen a lot of man babies out there too saying that the the news of Kevin Feige coming over to produce a Star Wars movie meant that Kathleen Kennedy was being fired. That is not true at all. <laughs> They I are working the, together. <laughs> so, so first, I'll I'll say I think the Kevin Feige Kathleen Kennedy tandem thing is going to be something that's not tied to either of those trilogies. Yes, 
I think that's going to be something completely separate. Yeah, I agree. Um, in terms of the man baby thing, I think the the funniest reaction I seen is Brie Larson tweeted a picture of herself oh, yeah. <laughs> in Jedi robes and said, "Like, did somebody say Star Wars?" And the amount of butt hurt that came out of these man babies at that point <laughs> was unbelievable. I know. I went and did the mistake of scrolling through the comments for that, and I was like, "You fucking people! Jesus Christ!" Oh my God, they are god awful. They are so awful. And see, I think she I just want to thank her for doing oh, yeah. that just to trigger them, just to do it, just to be like, let's see if we can make these people cry. I think it was funny because I think it was like Collider or some other movie website posted a tweet of like, OK, Kevin Feige's involved in a Star Wars movie. Which actor or actress from the MCU would you like to see appear in a Star Wars movie? The first one to reply to that from the MCU was Chris Evans just saying me. My simple think, answer, go ahead. Well, I just think after that is when Brie Larson tweeted, does anybody say Star Wars? Trying yeah. to like, oh. throw her name in the hat for that kind of thing. So no yeah. one so had did, uh, any idea what the hell she was talking about. So did Ming No Wen. Yeah. Oh, did she? Nice. Yeah. My, my answer comes back to one simple answer. Mace Windu is alive. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, the, I'm with my, you, Mike. The comments for that, for Brie Larson's post, because immediately all they see is her in costume. It's definitely at Disney with a she, fake yeah, she, lightsaber. She posted those a long time ago. Yeah, she, and like, people she did, are like, like the original visit to Galaxy's Edge. And people are commenting on there, like yelling that she is now cast in a Star Wars movie, and you're like, no, it's not. Fucking do I, your research. I wish they would have just listed a faux announcement just to oh, make yeah. it even worse, just to get <laughs> just for the hell of it. Like, ah, stupid people. J- j- just be like, we have cast Brie Larson and Hillary Clinton as the next Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and just watch it explode. The internet just melts. Yeah. Uh, Andy, I don't think we gave you too much time on that. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. He expects that when you and I talk Star Wars, I think. Yeah, we're way over time on that one. But do you want to chime in on anything else for that, for that one? <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. Okay. Um... That this was this is definitely a topic we're gonna come back to because whenever we get more details, we will update and talk about it. But for right now, we got nothing other than Kathleen Kennedy and Kevin Feige are working on a movie together that is Star Wars. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it for like five or six years, honestly. Yeah, it's working on. It's a work in progress. They probably yeah. don't even know what it's about yet. They just no. asked him like, "Hey, do you want to work on a Star Wars movie?" He's like, "Yep." The, and, you know, when it was announced too, I did see certain people online, I can't remember if it was tweets or something, talk about how at some point Kevin Feige was like spitballing the idea for a Star Wars movie, had told an MCU actor, they wouldn't name drop who it was, that someone like, hey, if, if this ever pans out, I want you for this role. They wouldn't say what the role is, what movie it would be, or who he was talking to from the MCU for that, but let yourself speculate for the next six years and see if you're right. Chris Hemsworth oh, is Darth I, Bane. I think I saw that rumor, actually, want to say it was someone was speculating tom holland i mean he's i think getting the younger ones i think that would be cool getting him in there i'd love to see chris evans in something too star wars related i'll stick with chris hemsworth as darth bane <laughs> i'm sticking with it that would be if we're talking a, a supposed casting choice instead of just mace windu coming back yeah chris evans is darth bane i mean really you can't one. the mc like you start thinking of everyone that's cast in the mcu and there's so many good people in there that i could any that's one of them list. I'd be fine with. It's a big yeah, list. Any of them. 
really any of them. I actually would love to see actually Brie Larson actually in a Star Wars movie because I know she's a Star Wars fan too. Just make her a Jedi. I want it to happen. Make her a Twi'lek. <laughs> there you go, Twi'lek Jedi. That nah, Twi'lek gunslinging pirate, Ooh, space pirate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, last news we got. Uh, this headline is not surprising. Uh, it came, it became official today. Stranger Things season four is happening. Netflix dropped a teaser video that showed just basically the logo for Stranger Things and the number four underneath it, and all of that gets overgrown by the upside down with the tagline "We're not in Hawkins anymore." Uh, no release date, uh, but with it being usually about a year and a half between seasons, and the last season we got came out. Over Fourth of July, I'd ballpark November, December, twenty twenty, for season yeah. four. Maybe Halloween, um, just because, just because. Yeah, yeah, that could work too. Um. So anyway, is this surprising to anybody? What do you guys think? I, I think we discussed it before, and we already kind of knew that season four was happening. Yeah, but so it's not surprising, but I'm thrilled to see it nonetheless. Just give me, you know, any teaser. I'm kind of sad not to see a date, so I can't like circle something on the calendar and yeah, fix off th- that day for start Stranger Things. But it's gonna be starting the slow burn for season four. Yeah, I think uh, they did sort of give us a little bit of a teaser just with the little statement that they had. Right, so that could lead into our, you know, we talked about after season three, sort of our theories and stuff. Um, I can't remember where you guys stood on the topic. I am convinced that Hopper is in the Upside Down. Same. So if the, if I like I could see this whole season being sort of like a rescue mission where they have to go over there to get him and bring him back. Yeah, like the leading events where they find out that he's alive and in there as yeah. opposed to being dead. Yeah. Like Joyce thinks he's dead at this point. And, you know, maybe he figures out a communication method the way Will did in season one. And lets them know that he's in there and alive and they got to go get him. And also, like, if you think about it, too, the monster that keeps terrorizing everybody is still alive in the Upside Down. So that needs to be dealt with. So if they're yes. over there and they take this thing out. Maybe that's I, the end. Yeah, that's that was going to actually be my follow-up question is, do you think this will be the last season? I think I think when we talked before, at the end of season three, four was pretty much confirmed. Five was up in the air. So I don't know if we'll get a season five. I mean, I, I, I wish... That we'd never see the end of Stranger Things, you know, that oh, they just sure. yeah. could keep making it, but eventually it does have to end. So do I think this will be the end? Yes. I hope it isn't. I hope we have five seasons instead of four. Yeah. But I think this will be it. I, 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 um, I think differently, actually. I hope that this is the final. I hope that they make an incredible season and they, you know, bookend it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to end it, do it right, for sure. I mean, just like any show you love, you want them to go out on top. You don't want right. them to come back for one last season that's just kind of meh. You know, in in that instance, I will say, I thought The Walking Dead had done that. And they managed to come back from the dead. Haha. And actually, like, I want to say it was season seven was really weak. But season eight, they came back and they put together another good season last year. Two years ago, it was awful. I didn't even watch last year's, like, when it released. I waited until it hit Netflix. So it is possible to go down and then come back up. 
but I don't want to see Stranger Things have to do that. Right. Well, that's also kind of assuming if we get six or seven seasons. I think if we only get five, then in that scenario, four has to be your bummer and five has to be your redemption. Yeah. But I think we have that bummer, though, now. Like, I what, think a weaker, three... weaker oh. season? No, no, no. I, I was thinking more like Empire to Jedi bummer to your redemption. Oh, well, you're talking about, like, seasons that didn't really live up to to the hype and stuff. Yeah, no, 3 was my favorite season so far, actually. So that's what I mean. I'm thinking, like, in your scenario, 4 would be the letdown season, and then 5 would have to be the one that, that comes back and wins you back over. Right, and I don't want to see that happen. I'd rather it just be good and end on 4 than in that case. So, I mean, whatever the story they want to tell is... I want them just to tell that, and I don't want them to think about profits and having to make another season yeah. for money. Tell the story that best suits it. If that's four seasons, so be it. If that's five seasons, so be it. But make sure you're not padding it. Make sure you're not putting in unnecessary things just to get another season out. Right. So you know what's going to happen, right? Don't. Hi! <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> um... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I threw um, him off at the hype. <laughs> what? You know what I'm going to say? N- no, I, d- I, d- I really don't. <laughs> Mike's like flabbergasted over there. Oh, well, they, I, I was excited to hear your, your take, and now <laughs> you're forgetting your take, and I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> it's like, you know what's really awesome? I forget. <laughs> you just blue-balled him. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was... Um, you know who's going to get the next Star Wars trilogy? The Duffer Brothers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a third trilogy. We'll have yeah. nine Star Wars movies coming. They're like, hey, this Stranger Things is good. <laughs> Let's get them to do some Star Wars. <laughs> I, I would not hate that. I'd be I'd be completely fine with that. I think like depending on how many seasons we get, I feel like it might be dependent on the on the actors. If they want to keep the, the kid actors in it, I think season four is it. Think if, yeah, they're I not think gonna if, be kids anymore. Yeah, I think if if they want to push it to season five, I don't think you bring the kids back. I think you have to, to, to craft some unless, sort of story around them getting older. Well, I was just saying, unless they're going to film it on top of four, unless they're going to really grind, yeah, like out back to back. Yeah, like really grind out the fourth and fifth season filming. They yeah, could do that and get two seasons out of them. But if they don't, it's not going to. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll. My prediction would be with Andy. Season four is the last one. I think that's, that's the case. That's my guess. I mean, I'm not gonna be upset when they say, "Oh, season four wasn't it? Season five is the final season." I'm gonna love it, but yeah, my my initial gut reaction is season four is it. So again, we'll have to wait and see. This is more just like an announcement headline. This is coming. Um, you probably got you know a little over a year, year and a couple months at least. So I'm sure we won't hear Netflix likes to not say anything for a while. And then like a month before it comes out, they're like, Oh, by the way, here you go next month. Bam. It's coming. Yeah. They do that. So I like that because it doesn't, you don't have to wait that long and stuff. So hopefully we sort of, sort of forget about this in the, in the time being, have other stuff to distract us. There's lots coming. Let's face it. Disney plus is a month away. That's true. That'll definitely hold us over for a while. Yeah. I keep thinking too, we're going to have to like, 
depending on when they put the Mandalorian episodes out, we might have to do like this weekly, like right after, like a Mandalorian recap every episode we do. I mean, at least just put like another like a fifteen minute Mandalorian recap, and regardless of what else we cover, just a, just that recap somewhere at the end of the episode or something. Yeah, the way they're gonna release them, that should be the case. Oh, they're doing it weekly. Yep. Fuckers! All their shows, all of them are gonna be weekly, episodic type releases. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Why are you surprised by that? Because I just assumed it was gonna be like Netflix. No. Give you everything binge watch. Netflix think, is starting to be the minority. I think their goal with this is going to be like they release the Black Widow movie. And shortly after that, this series comes out. And if you watch week by week by week by week, the next movie comes out at the end of that season. And it ties the story together. And if they're really doing something like that, how amazing would that be? Yeah. Like, how engaged would that keep you? It would really work. Plus, that's the smartest way to keep people subscribed. Yeah. If you if you are tied to a series that's 13 episodes, then that's, what, at least three months of a subscription that you get for somebody? Whereas with the Mandalorian dropping, you could pay whatever the monthly was once, watch the Mandalorian in a day, and cancel your subscription. Right. And then you got one month out of them. So it is a smart business model, even if it's, you know, maybe not as consumer friendly. As and honestly, I, I'm, as much as I like Netflix and like Stranger Things dropping all in a, you can watch it in a day or two if you want, but it, it hurts the conversation I try to have with people because it's like, what episode are you on? Oh, I'm at five. Oh, I got all the way to eight. Well, shit, we can't talk now because you're ahead of me. This gets yeah. everyone on the playing field and generates those water cooler moments where we can all gather, in this case, on the podcast and talk about what we just watched. Yeah. Did you see that shit last week? Right. Yeah. And everyone's on the same page. No one's ahead of the other. We are on common ground for this discussion. And I mean, and for us on the podcast, it at least gives us something to show up and talk about. Each yeah. To, at the very least, you are getting Mandalorian recap every fucking week. <laughs> yeah. Like, even <laughs> if that's all we put out, it's happening. We can have the Mandalorian segment. We need a Mandalorian noise from Andy to kick off the segment. What do Mandalorians? They're make humans. Noise wise, actually, they don't really make a lot of noise. They're just very silent type. Or at least the one we've seen in the trailer for the show. Guns, maybe you could make some yeah, pew, pew pew noises. Pew pew. <laughs> I'm not doing pew pew. <laughs> he just did. <laughs> he half-assed it though. That's not worth keeping. Oh. He's got to put some oomph into it. Pew, pew, pew. I, I think that's I, good. I think I'll, you think yeah. can use that. <laughs> I can, I I can cover that one. Mandalorian. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Welcome to Mandalorian recap. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> it works. I like. That sounded it. dainty. It really did. Yeah, Just... you, that second one there. That was that was. Uh... That's when I put my pinky out when I shoot my guns. <laughs> 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 pew, pew. <laughs> Uh, all right, so <laughs> Brian's <laughs> Brian's X wing pulls up to another X wing. Pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> you don't. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all right, so that's all I got for this one. You guys got any, any last last thoughts? Nothing. No. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Nope. All right, so we'll close it down. As always, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his super friends on Facebook or go to facebook.com slash superfriends. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, comments, topic suggestions. I'm running comments and suggestions together. Uh, there, or you can email us at uh, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. You can try. I won't check them. 
or you can tweet us at BG Superfriends on Twitter. Those we'll see. Between Mike and I, one of us will get you covered. Uh, on behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Pew pew.